0: Welcome to the Global Advocate Career Podcast with your host, Michelle Clark-Series. Well, hello, dear viewers and dear listeners. And thank you for joining us for another episode of Navigating the New Normal in the International Workplace. Today, Len and I head over to Germany How exciting, Len. We're over in Germany and we have- Wunderbar. Yes, Wunderbar. (laughs) And we have the pleasure of interviewing two phenomenal individuals, right? Based out of uh, the FMA partner Expertalis, right? Offices. I'd like to introduce Mr. And bear with me with my pronunciations, Mr. Marcus Lorsch, right? Who is the vice president of the Future Managers um, Alliance and also founder and managing partner of Expertalis. Welcome, Mr. Marcus Lorsch. And also, um, my, my pleasure to introduce Dr. Philip Wenger. Dr. Wenger is the country manager for FMA and also the managing partner at Expertalis. Welcome, gentlemen. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Hello, good morning and thanks for having us.
2: Thank you, Michel.
0: It is such a pleasure. It is such a pleasure. Well, we're here to discuss the international workplace in different countries. You all are partners of FMA. Tell us about Expertalis and what each one of you do.
2: Sure, Michelle. Um When I just start, um, Marcus and I, we are the, the managing partners of uh, Expertalis. Um, actually, we sit in, in two different offices. Okay. Marcus is located in the south of Germany, in, in Stuttgart. There is traditionally a lot of automotive industry and machinery. And I, for myself, are sitting in the western part in Dusseldorf, Dusseldorf-Cologne, that's near the Belgium and Dutch border. There is a lot of insurance tax, retail companies here, and a little bit up in the north with the Ruhrgebiet, traditional coal mines and steel industry. Yeah. So um, this is this are our, our two two sides. Um, we are a, a typical headhunting boutique. So all together at Expertalis, we are about 10. Ten people, and most of our staff employees are researchers, um, because we come into play when the classical uh, recruitment um, isn't working out. Yeah, if you tried it through job advertisements on the internet, Monster, Stepstone, yes. etc. If you tried it through active sourcing via LinkedIn or, or Xing here in Germany, mm-hmm. so we get the the, the difficult uh, the cases, yeah, and uh, this is what we we have to do. We, we do this since twenty years. We are headhunters since twenty years, and uh, we we are not specialized in in certain uh, sectors, mm-hmm. but we are working on all levels and and company sizes basically
0: okay so um what are your thoughts marcus what are you what, what would you say in terms of your offices do you also have 10 people how big is it is it as, as large or is it smaller it's it's uh,
1: it's the same philip uh answered the question for for uh, for both of us so um we are uh we are a a, a, a typical sized pet hunting company, uh, driven by two managing partners. Um, And uh, the the special case maybe is that um, we have the the, the whole, um, the whole administrative staff, the back office staff is located with me here in in Stuttgart. Um, And we support uh, Philip, um, we support Philip, uh, from from Stuttgart, uh, also our uh, researchers are sitting um, uh, in in other countries. So uh, we are quite common. We are quite used to 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 um, home office, to online meetings, and all those things. So um, this is the,
3: the situation speaking for all of us. Yeah,
0: I see. I see. Len, how big is your office?
3: Uh, we're we're ten people as well. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 18 years. Um, Marcus and Philip, uh, as you know, uh, we've worked together. We've had the pleasure of working with you uh, through FMA. Uh, We tend to focus a lot in in banking, finance, insurance, compliance, cybersecurity, food, luxury goods, and technology. Um, Where has Expertalis, I I think you answered part of it before, found uh, activity, especially during covid
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, um, especially during COVID, we we could learn um, a lot of things. But uh, to answer the question, uh, we are very close to the tax uh, consultancy environment because one of our shareholders is a tax company. So um, uh, we we had to learn that um, the 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 new uh, contracts from industry fields, uh, they are decreasing significantly. And um, uh, the tax consultancies, they still are very stable, uh, uh, or uh, to, be, to be honest, they, they, uh, they have more, uh, they even have more uh, needs than before because um, there are uh, some some programs from the, from the government um, uh, are only achievable through uh, tax advisor. So um, this sector uh, has not yet suffered any losses or as I just said, even has seen growth uh, due to the government debt programs. So um, uh, industry decreasing tax, um, tax is rising. Uh, this is one thing we learned during COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And if I can add a little bit, I mean, before Corona, we had an unemployment rate of about 5%. Okay. Uh, now, within Corona, we still have 5%, but this is due to heavy government support and measures. But before we really had the, or, or our customers are, are mostly middle-sized service companies, industrial companies with the same needs of uh, specialized skilled workers as the big, big corporations, but personal is just harder to find, especially when they work in the countryside. So before we were doing a lot of IT specialists, engineers, purchasers, purchasing uh, was, was quite big. Now within Corona, what is working logistics is working quite well yeah not not only amazon but also food logistics so for logistics solutions are quite good and um what else uh retail retail especially food retailing yeah people are buying more food than they need yeah but and it's paper. <laughs> it's, <a>, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a it's 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 a mental It's a a mental uh, thing and uh, sure, in the end you always have companies asking before because people leave for illnesses, because they become a mother, because they retire, so there's always a a basic turnover or demand for personal with or without uh, Corona. But in the end, to be honest, yes, we can definitely uh, feel that there is less uh, demand especially from the uh, producing industry side at the moment uh, since since a couple of weeks or, or also months, yes. Now
0: Len you, uh, Len, you, Len, you mentioned about toilet paper, that leads me to ask, <laughs> was there a rush to buy toilet paper in Germany as it was over here in the U.S.?
1: I think it was even bigger, yes. <laughs> we- well, uh, no, but... The- the the French what the French they bought red wine, uh, the Italians uh, they bought uh, well, what is the what is the
2: the, the Italians uh, condoms. bought condoms,
1: oh. condoms. <laughs>
0: and,
1: and, and, that, the American and the German they bought toilet paper. Well, that's yeah. it. Yeah?
2: and and pasta, a lot of no, a lot of noodles. So hey, so pasta was out. Pasta was out, and toilet paper was out everywhere. Yeah. Okay.
0: Pasta, and I mean, I have to say, yeah, we have a lot of pasta at home. But um, that's interesting about the red wine and condoms.
2: No, this is just a joke. Huh?
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> we're
2: we're, we're going to ask Salvatore about that. <laughs> yeah, we'll
0: ask. <that's... laughs> we'll ask
3: Salvatore about that. We'll ask the chairman. Um, <laughs> other than adapting with uh, with uh, toilet paper. Um, you know, I, I think Philip and Marcus know we, we've had a remote operation for 18 years. So we, we were very fortunate on that level not to have been affected by COVID as an organization. Uh, but uh, we've had to adapt with dealing with our clients and our candidates who were not accustomed to this. How has Expertalis and also Expertalis, along with, with your involvement with FMA, how has uh, COVID affected you and how have you had to? adapt other than buying condoms <laughs> <laughs> we already
1: have them at home so don't don't work but uh, to be to be serious again well um, how do we navigate ourselves in this new normal um, domestically and internationally the question uh, uh, might might be um Well, initially, it was a national challenge, uh, even though the change wasn't too big for us. Why? Um, Because the the majority of our workforce was already familiar with Home Office and and used it, but rather sporadically and not regularly. Um, You, Len, and your company and the shape uh, uh, of your company uh, were certainly a, a role model for us. Uh, and therefore, the technical implementation was not a problem, and we were able to send all colleagues home quickly. Um, a, a second, much bigger change was uh, the relocation uh, of personal context uh, contacts to Zoom, Teams, Skype, uh, etc. Um, I myself, uh, before COVID, I travelled around. 35,000 kilometers per year by car, uh, meeting customers, um, interview candidates. Covid has reduced these volumes uh, to to this volume to to 20,000 kilometers, and the trend still uh, continues to decline uh, because uh, the meeting via Zoom quickly and silently became the new normal here in in Germany and. Um, frankly spoken, I really appreciate that because it means less travel time, uh, environmental protection, uh, resource conversation, and thus, again, in in personal quality of life. Uh, I mean, imagine, since COVID, uh, I have been attending family dinners regularly during the week as well, uh, almost unimaginable before March 2019
2: so yeah perhaps to add from my side on the other hand we experience that our staff um, needs the 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 personal contacts the the personal communication in the beginning they were really happy not to travel in the mornings to the office and in the evenings back um and they they loved to work from from home office but after a couple of days, weeks, months, we, we got the question, hey, isn't it possible at least once or twice a week to see each other for the, for the team spirit, for the, for the culture, for everything? So what's, uh, the, the, the result is people still need uh, personal contact. All the, the video thing helps a lot. But but people need uh, the the, the personal contact to feel as as a team, as a company. And I just read an article from a CEO in Germany who said the whole video conferencing thing is great, but when you have to take quick decisions or when you want to work on brainstorming on strategies, you really need the people... On site at the company to find good solutions. I a lot see. of other things you can do remote, but there are still a lot of things you you really need the people around you physically.
0: Len, do you feel that same way? Have you obse- have you observed the same um, scenarios?
3: Yeah, we we would try. We we usually get our, our everyone together in the company a couple of times a year. We'll do a you know a company dinner right. or a company lunch. And you know we haven't had that, and and we definitely miss it from an interconnection viewpoint. Although we meet as a company once or twice a week on Zoom, and you know we we talk all day long. So um, I think as a, our culture has been that we communicate that, that way anyway. So I don't know that we've really missed it. We're going to miss that that personal connection with our dinners uh, every so often, which probably won't happen for a while. I'd like to add, I've, I've been fortunate to meet Philip and Marcus's beautiful families, so they've had a real benefit not having to travel, getting to spend time with them.
0: Mm, okay. And so and so given the fact that Germany is currently undergoing another lockdown, right? Uh, Merkel decided last week, uh, your Chancellor, Angela Merkel, um, how, how has that been affecting? Uh, the workplace and, and mm. your colleagues again, mm. now mm. that you're under another lockdown, right?
2: Well, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it a lockdown. I okay. would call it a, a restriction of, of contacts. Because we have stuff working in Italy or in South Africa. They, they really have a lockdown. They, they in, in, in spring, they weren't allowed to leave the house for for weeks or even months. Yeah, wow. what we have here in Germany Yes, restaurants are, are, are closed, uh, but shops are open, schools are open, everybody can, can leave the house whenever he or she wants to. So I would call it a, a lockdown light or a restriction of, of, of contacts. Um, uh, yes, we, we canceled our, our business dinners. We, we planned already for, for November. Uh, we go back to video conferencing with our clients uh, although Marcus you had the, the the possibility yesterday to travel to Munich for a, for a personal interview but uh, the, the, this this now with the, with a new lockdown light is is, is is going is going back absolutely and how do you behave basically it's the it's it, it repeats the, the the spring situation with with the first with the first corona wave, uh, so I think Marcus for us, it's it's not a big difference.
1: Yes, uh, uh, agree. Yeah, mm. totally. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Len, how do you how, how do you feel? Because we're going through another phase right now with COVID that's a little bit more. Um, I w- it just seems like it's a second wave here.
3: Yeah, and and they haven't locked us down yet, but I, mm-hmm. I think it's coming, uh, mm-hmm. quite frankly. Um, you know, I, I think as, as a as a people, the Americans tend to be pretty adaptable. Uh, I think from an industry viewpoint, my industry, Marcus and Phillip's industry, we tend to be very adaptable. You know, we, we go with the wind, we do what we have to do, um, you know. I think everybody was really affected uh, more the first time around because it was so new. I think this time everyone is almost expecting it, and I think we're going to take it almost in stride. You know, the terrible thing is we're coming into the holiday season, and I think it's going to really change a lot of things. You know, there's no no Christmas show this year, no no lighting of the tree, no New Year's Eve. So I think that's going to be a a terrible effect on everyone psychologically.
2: Uh, yeah, uh, I, I think, too, that the problem is not the, the second lockdown. The problem is how long is it going to last
3: yes. yeah, from,
2: yes. a, from an entrepreneur viewpoint? Yeah? How long am I able to, to keep my staff? Uh, how long does it take until uh, the, the industry starts again with, with demands? I mean, me and Marcus we, we survived the crisis in, in, in 2002, the, the big IT bubble. We survived 2006 and 7 with uh, the with, uh, uh, with, uh, housing crisis yes mm-hmm. and and we know that after each crisis demands are are going up quickly and very fast and very high so our problem is we want to keep our staff until that point when all starts again to have everybody on board, yeah? I don't want to lose people in the last, uh, uh, in the next uh, coming weeks and months. And the other question is how, how long is it how actually to, to last? And this is the psychological uh, thing we are fighting
3: uh, <laughs> more than the, just the second
0: uh, wave, yes.
3: Yep. Yeah, yeah. And you're right, we don't know when, how long it's going to be, you know, we're hearing it can go into the beginning of 2020, uh, 22. And that's, that's a frightening concept for all of us. You know, when we had the, the, the lockdown in March, March, April, May, you know, we said, all right, maybe it's going to be three months and then we'll, we'll come out of it. And we did come out to a certain extent, but now, I don't know. I don't know how much longer this is going to go again if they lock us down.
1: Well, it's it's not it's it's not foreseeable. Yes, I mean, um, uh, the, the question is uh, when will there be a, a, a vaccine? Is it is it vaccine? Impfstoff we, we say. In- a, vaccination. Vaccination. Oh, vaccination. Vaccination.
2: Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It, mm-hmm. Uh, then does it really help? Uh, what if the the virus mutates? Mutates?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, will we have more partial lockdowns over the winter? Um, Yeah. Well, it's, it's not, it's totally not foreseeable. And uh, this is what, what drives you crazy at the very end.
3: Called the new normal.
0: It's called the new normal. It it (laughs) is, it is. And, you know, keeping in mind how you are adapting as uh, running a company, what do you tell your applicants? And what observations have you seen in terms of the applicants for the jobs that you're filling? Are they adapting well from a, from a, um, the interviewing perspective online? What are you telling them?
2: Well, in, in general, it's it's always the same. Before Corona, we had a lot of uh, open job positions, but we didn't had the applicants. Huh? Now we have a lot of applicants, nah? a lot of people who who, who want to find a, a new job because they they get laid off, or, or other reasons, and we, we are missing the, the job positions. Yeah, so <laughs> in our industry, it's it's it, it's it's always like like this. Um, in, in general, I I would say, I mean, we do executive search or direct search, so we call the people at the working place, and uh, psychologically, there is fifty percent who is much more open to at least listen to an interesting job position than before because they know their current employer is not going so well economically. Right. And there's the other 50% who is so afraid at the moment to, to do anything, to, to do a, a mistake, to do a wrong step, to change into something they regret so that they, they even if the, the position if, is interested and even if they are not uh, very much satisfied anymore with their current employer, uh, they will say they will say no. Really? Yes.
1: Yes. Marcus? Yes. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. The situation. I agree. Hundred um, percent. This is one of the of the of the strange things uh, we we have to we have to face. I mean, um, uh, we we still have to do a lot, or we we. we even have to do more uh, research, and we have to do. We have to put more effort in um, in our mandates, um, and it's it's even harder to 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 find the people. Um, they are afraid of um, of uh, doing a wrong move, as as Philip uh, as Philip just said. Um, it's also um, maybe sticked a little bit to, to labor law. Uh, if you uh, if you change uh, job, then the first six months uh, you are on a, a special trial period, and so um, you can be kicked off quite easily uh, in comparison to, to uh, after this period. So um, the people are they are afraid and they are. Not really, um, not really open. The other 50%, as Philip just mentioned, um, they are they are quite flexible, uh, and and of course there are still success stories uh, um, placing people through these hard times. But um, it's it's uh, even harder um, to 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 do so
3: right now at the moment. Yeah.
0: Wow. Len, what do you, how is it over here on our side? Do you?
3: I I agree. You know, it's a very strange market because it it, typically when you come into periods of high unemployment, you get a lot of candidates. And while we're getting candidates, we are finding that that people who are working are, are afraid to make a change because they don't know with coronavirus, if companies are going to start laying off. So they don't want to, they don't want to be the last one in. And the first one out. So there is, there is a real challenge with, uh, with getting the right people. Uh, we're, we're certainly earning off fees, that's for sure. None of them are coming easy.
0: Well, keeping our last, um, piggybacking on your comment about last one in, first one out, let's talk about our current election climate in terms of um, what we're currently handling over here. As you know, Marcus and Philip, we're currently facing a very contentious election. Um, any thoughts on how your industry may respond to this uh, climate and in the upcoming months?
2: Well, I, I guess the the, the the American or the. US election has has a low influence in the end on the on the German labor market. yeah I, I would guess that the Corona is a much bigger factor. the headhunting and and recruiting industry so it really depends um when the the vaccinations are are being found uh, before the before our industry can can receive a a stimulus yeah so this is that this would be my my guess marcus do you see it different
1: no, no, I, I don't. I mean, I mean, um, if you look to, to trading balance, blah blah blah, um, we have to we have to we have to to say that, uh, that the the, US, um, uh, that the the USA is is for a long period not number one in Germany. We we have to say that uh, we we do more trading with with China and uh, and France. So um, there, the, the impact is is quite quite foreseeable and, and not very high. Um, um, what we see is that uh, that, uh, for example, Brexit another topic, sorry, but Brexit has more impact to to our uh, to our um, labor law and to our labor market. Um, the U.S. elections. Uh, well, it's it's the Germans. They I, I, it seems that they have a special relation with uh, with the current president. Um, he doesn't like the, the Germans. That what we feel, and uh, he maybe feels that uh, the majority of, of, of German uh, press doesn't like him. But this has not really an, an impact, um, uh, which which can be measured in in real figures.
0: Okay. The reality of the new normal, right? You yep. look to uh, adapt. Your economy looks to adapt with viable partners, right? I mean, it's it's obvious. So, um, and yes, COVID is an uncertain. It gives us an uncertain future in certain aspects. Um, you know, keeping in mind we have five minutes left. Marcus Philip, did you ever think you'd get into HR? Can you give us some insight into your background for a second? Tell us how you fell into it.
3: Yeah,
1: um, pleasure. Um, Philip and I both have the same training, uh, the same university degree, namely a degree in administrative science, um, and uh, through this we were brought up in a in, in an inter in an interdisciplinary manner. Right from the start, we gained insight into all important areas of knowledge and internalized the need to always analyze problems from as many different perspectives perspectives as possible. That's why the the professional field of consulting has practically imposed itself. In addition, um, we both enjoy dealing with Exciting characters. Um, we feel that it's not only important to find these to the cast for the customer, but also to ensure that the customer uses them in the right environment. So this is uh, this is um, maybe the, the the background and the passion for our field. For me personally spoken, I can also mention that my passion for human resources arose during my military service when I was oh. uh, in, involved. in in integrating the former GDR army into the Bundeswehr of the former FRG. So this was my first contact with with, uh, with uh, staff with interviewing, what did you do before uh, what might be the right place for you? So from a very early stage of, of, of my when I, I was in, in military service when I was 19 mm-hmm. uh, at that time it was it was mandatory sure. to do. so uh, this uh, this uh, maybe was the, the kickoff for this uh, for this uh, field. Yeah.
2: So. Well, well, I think I have a a, a service-oriented character, and uh, after after my studies, I wanted to do something with consulting, but not IT consulting. I wanted to do something with people. Yeah. So consulting and people, you are close to uh, uh, recruitment services or human resources or headhunting services. So um, uh, this this was basically my my idea or my wish to, to to get into this industry right after university and um, obviously it, it worked out
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's what land what your background is that how, how did you fall into hr like
3: what uh, did you... i think we we've spoken about this once before in a previous yes. podcast i i almost fell into the i fell into the business
0: because I had a,
3: a family member who had a recruiting firm mm-hmm. and I went to work from him for him part-time while I was in high school. And I, I just fell in love with the industry. And, you know, it's certainly a different business today than it was uh, 40 years ago. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to say how many years Sorry, ago, could you repeat but, <laughs> uh,
0: Years <ago.
3: laughs> Uh I just love the business. You know, I've always said that I I read a quote many, many years ago that there's no more noble profession than helping someone with their career. Mm. And I really believe that. And I've been fortunate that, you know, I built a wonderful team that believes that. And my my sons and my daughter followed me into the business because they believe it, that we are helping people. We are helping companies with their HR issues. And you know what? There's nothing better than that. And even putting the fees and the money aside, there's nothing more gratifying. I think Philip and Marcus may agree with me when you move someone into a new position and they say, thank you. And you see the the effect that has on their life and their career, because we are we are affecting people's lives.
0: Exactly,
3: yeah. Period. I agree with mean.
0: you. I agree with you, Len. As a career coach, I completely agree yeah. with you. I, yeah, yeah,
3: absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You get it, you get yeah, it. Yeah, that's may, fantastic
0: may i ask
3: maybe we can ask mr vice president um, uh, to comment a little bit about fma
1: well, uh, FMA is uh, FMA is a born global company. This is the this is the truth uh, at the very end. Um, it, it was it, it, it was born um, of, uh, in in Salvatore's head with a, he, who has a strong vision, um, who is a real experienced guy in staffing industry as as we all know him. And um, of course, he, he experienced in in his country in Italy, he experienced a long period of a declining um, of a declining um, industry and a declining uh, turnover. And then his idea was, uh, we have to build a, a global company um, and 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 um, uh, bringing bringing the the brilliant services. Um, uh, all over the world with partners um, uh, like you are, like he is, like our friends from South Africa, like our friends, blah, 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 all over the world. And um, I mean, isn't it exciting uh, to, to meet people um, from the same industry without having the fear that you lose market share
0: because they are from another country? That's I mean, very, that's it's very perfect, true. isn't it? That's right. No one's, there's no competition, right? No,
3: no. And we all became family. I mean, we really, he brought together strangers from around the world and we've become friends. You know, we've really become friends and, and colleagues and we work well together. So yeah, it was a wonderful idea.
0: and put together the
3: right people, too.
0: Thanks, Salvatore. Thanks, Salvatore. Yeah, thank you, Salvatore. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Thank you so much. So our last question is, Well, what, what, what can we expect of expertalis in the next few years? Well, um, Ah, good.
1: Uh, this is a, a classic question from a headhunter's everyday interview, like <laughs> <laughs> where do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> <That's> um, <right. laughs> and i I will answer this uh, as wrongly as many candidates. <laughs> but, uh, but joking aside, um, we, we all hope that the situation will will stabilize to some extent. We were just talking. Uh, we were just talking about this. The the the, the all over question is how do German companies and the German economy Cope with the with the COVID uh, situation, and what, what Philip also mentioned, um, we mustn't lose sight of what happens when everything returns to normal, or mm-hmm. what what we what we what we uh, what we see as as normal. So in this respect, um, we will survive by adapting fast, smart, efficient. Uh, and we have to be ready to serve the market again. If this succeeds, the next few years will be as beautiful and as successful than the years before COVID. That, that's, that's my statement on this point.
0: Enough said, enough said. Doctor, nothing to add. No, Dr. Vega, you could add though something to it. You can add if you want. No, uh, there,
2: there's really nothing Nothing to add. Uh, okay. We, we, uh, we love what we do. If you work uh, continuously on something, what you love, you will have uh, a success in in any sector, in any job, in any industry. That's that's my 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 deep
1: uh, überzeugung. What's the Ad- überzeugung? German word überzeugung. <laughs> <laughs> Go Google and Google überzeugung. Okay,
0: okay. You, you send me this. Spell it, and then I'll look it up. You know. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a Question here: Who has the best football team? Stuttgart or Dusseldorf?
1: Munich, Munich.
2: They they both fail, they both fail.
0: Bayern Munich, okay, Bayern Bayern Munich. Munich. Got it, got it. (laughs) Okay, all right, all right. Uh, We're Tottenham Tottenham fans over here, so we could talk about that another time. But um, This has been such a pleasure. Thank you, thank you both for taking the time out of your schedules to meet with Len and I and discuss your perspective um, of the workplace and give us your views on how to adapt in this new normal that we're in. Len, I had a great time.
3: So did I. I I'm always happy to spend time with you, Michelle. And you know, I, I love spending time with Philip and Marcus. They, they really uh, are great guys and we spend time together and they're a lot of fun and they're very knowledgeable and I've learned from them as well.
0: That's awesome, that's awesome. Dr. Wenger, Mr. Lorsch, thank you so much. I got to practice that a little better. So, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, dear listeners and dear viewers. Until next time. Thank you so much. Tack för att du har lyssnat på The Global Advocate Career Podcast med din Michelle Clark Series. Tyckte du om episoden? Gå till Google Podcast, Spotify och andra plattformar. Prenumerera, ge betyg och rekommendera. Vi hörs nästa vecka!